Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Yeah, it's it's funny too. One thing that I've noticed, um, you know, I've tried a bunch of, I'm one of those people who tries like every piece of software when it comes out, right? Because <laughs> not only because I own my own software company, so I need to see what other people are doing, but also just because I like to turn dials. And what I've noticed uh, even in my own PPC account is, the software can only go so far. It'll miss stuff. It runs on a, you know, it's not like a human where you can go, you know, oh, for the last seven days, it's performed really poorly, but the last 30 days, it's performed really, really well. So if I drop this bid, now I'm leaving money on the table because I'm looking at this small subset of data so it's really, you know, it, it, people have a hard time conceptualizing. What about AI? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that, that is interesting too, is what people don't realize is sometimes when you raise your bid, your click, your cost per click can actually go down because of the performance. Right. So no, Amazon's not sharing the algorithm, but, but this kind of algorithm has been around forever. It's what Google uses. So they, they use, you know, something similar to like, you know, uh, views, clicks, uh, you know, click through rates, uh, you know, how much time you spend on the page after you click through like all these different factors. So sometimes if you actually, bid higher or bid for that top of page uh, placement or things like that, your, your costs can actually go down because you're starting to perform better. So it, that that's, you know, something interesting that a lot of people don't realize. Placement data is a huge call out. So this is probably one of my biggest rants that I go on anytime I get asked it, but a lot of people, you know, kind of talk about the strategy of like moving keywords around and things like that. And there's definitely value in that. But I always kind of hear like, do you negate keywords after moving them from an auto campaign? And my response is no, because you can never replicate what made that keyword successful in the auto campaign. It could have been showing up on page three where you have a 12 cent CPC because you have no competition. So yes, you're gonna be really profitable. And then when you put it in the manual campaign with a higher bid, maybe Amazon's testing it on page one and page two, which is much more competitive because maybe you don't have as good of a competitive advantage when you're on page one. So when your conversion rate is absolutely terrible, like you're not going to, it's impossible to replicate the results of what made that keyword amazing auto campaign. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like they're not going to compete. So yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that because literally like five to six years ago, I was telling people not to ever negate keywords, only reduce bids. I was like one of the first people to say that. And people (sighs) would always argue me on it. Like, I think we can go back to, yeah, they still do. And, and I'm like, if that keyword has ever had a conversion, you why would you ever take it out of play? Leave it yeah. at a super low bid. Now, all of a sudden, if somebody jumps off of that keyword or some big competitor goes away or somebody goes out of business, you know, all of a sudden now that keyword's back in play and might start You're converting there. again. To me, it's, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's funny because I used to have this argument for years now. I've been having this argument. And when, when I heard you say it, I was like, finally, somebody who gets it. <laughs> So I'm, I'm just glad that, that we were on the same page pretty early on. Um, but uh, when people are um, when people are starting out on Amazon, there's always this confusion. Of, there's so many different kind of uh, processes and ways that people do things. What do you guys think as somebody who's new, who's not going to be super complex, you know, who's not going to know everything? Do you have any advice on like how to kind of structure your campaigns, your ad groups, your keywords? There's always so much debate on that as well. Um, I always like to keep it simple. I would love to hear kind of what you guys do in, in terms of, of, uh, campaign setup, you know, ad yep. or, or groups, keywords, all that kind of targeting, all that kind of stuff. So trying not to rabbit hole here. How much, how so, much time do we have? 
<laughs> a lot of different variables here. <laughs> One of the probably more comfort. Uh, I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh oh. Well, you can't give the secrets. If you can't give secrets, I know. It's fine. I'm. It's so contextual. So one of the things that I kind of always say that probably is more confrontational than some of the other strategies is I don't recommend running an auto campaign on a launch. The main reason being, and anyone can pull this up within their campaign manager, is you find two identical products on Amazon, find one with no reviews and one with a lot of reviews, put those ASINs in a sponsored product manual campaign and look at the suggested keywords. The one with a lot of reviews has a lot of history. That list of suggested keywords is going to be much more precise than the one with no reviews. It's going to suggest a bunch of broad things. And the reason being is Amazon doesn't know your product on a launch. Even if you have amazing backend, amazing keywords in your listing, Amazon doesn't know your product. If you have a ton of cash flow, auto campaigns are great because it's going to cast a wide net and collect a ton of data from you. But there's this misconception that like it's going to collect data that you don't know. You know what your product is. Everyone can tell you what keywords you should be ranking for for a blue pin. So I always recommend starting with a manual campaign if you're focused on profitability and cash flow because you know your keywords. Once you start collecting data and gaining reviews and getting conversions, 100% launch an auto campaign. We launch auto campaigns for every single one of our products, even our huge brands, because they're so beneficial because they do show you product targeting and things you didn't know. But in the beginning, don't spend money collecting data when it's basically Amazon's going to take your blue pin ad and show it under like a straw just to see if people convert because they don't know your product. So I would rather take that money and put it in a manual campaign where I know exactly where my product's going to show. So that's one of the <laughs> yeah, and the, and the other thing that I always laugh about too is, is people don't realize like you can run the equivalent of an auto campaign using some broad keywords, right? Like if yeah. you know, like three or three to five broad keywords that match your product, you know, fairly closely or, you yep. know, phrases even, that's another great way to flush out some keywords that will actually, uh, you know, probably perform in the long run without spending, burning a ton of, ton of cash. So that's a great point. A hundred percent. The other few things that I'll throw out there is we do not run multiple ad groups because budgeting is not on the ad group level. It's on the campaign level. So if you have three ad groups in a campaign, one's a 10% ACOS, one's a 90% ACOS, one's a 50% ACOS, ideally you want to give more budget to the 10%, right? Well, you can't. That's not how it works. Budgeting's on the campaign level. Amazon distributes your budget. So we do one campaign, one ad group per set of keywords. And then if you're on a launch, don't upload a list of 200 keywords. You don't have the budget to justify that. Just do the math on what you're bidding and how many clicks you need to collect data. So small groups of keywords. We do still run in all three match types because broad is great for data collection. We do set lower bids for broad on the launch because it is for data collection. Yeah, I, I think that people that only do exact match are just missing out on so much, especially if you're just launching, so you know, yeah, that's, I, I love all three. And I love what you said about just pick, like, that's what, that's what Andy and I tell people, like, just pick your like top five keywords and just focus on those because that's really gonna, you know, and then like you said, don't reinvent the wheel, reverse search <laughs> all day yes. long, you know, you don't need to, your product is not indexed yet. And how do you get indexed? page visits. <laughs> yep. You can't get page visits if you're just telling Amazon, hey, take this product that's not indexed and show it to every product, every page across your website. That's not going to get you anywhere except yep. a whole bunch of clicks that aren't going to lead <laughs> to anything. So 
Totally. And then you filled an auto campaign with bad data because you've got all these, all this data that isn't converting. And so you've lost that precious time to have that in there. So, um, so what do you think? Uh, I think we're, we're talking about, um, running lightning deals, right? So we talked about kind of doing some of the different deals and what, if you're running a lightning deal or you're running any kind of deal, what do you do with your ads? Because, you know, Amazon is going to highlight that. So sometimes mm -hmm. I tell clients like, Hey, you're already like barely breaking even on a lightning deal. Let Amazon do the extra advertising and maybe lower your budgets. How do you handle that? So uh, there's a few different things here. One value of like a lightning deal is all the additional traffic. So if you're looking at increasing your organic rank, we just recommend pushing as much traffic as possible because typically your ads are going to be more profitable. So what we look at doing is making sure we have auto campaigns with that ASIN in there because then you're going to have multiple placements on the deals page. Auto campaigns do populate in there. And you guys can tell that if you pull your search term report, you'll see a keyword that says today's deals placement. No one's bidding on that it's populating from running some type of deal. So auto campaigns, we can do much more aggressive so that way we can win two placements on the Today's Deals page. Um, another thing, again, sponsored display product targeting. Target every single competitor who you are now cheaper than. Create specific campaigns that say LD in them, run them only through this time frame, and go at them extremely hard. This is a great way to win market share, especially if you have a consumable or replenishable product that you need people to have high lifetime value. So push those additionally. We don't typically make too many changes to keywords or sponsor brands, even though in theory, we could launch new sponsor brands campaigns that are specifically focused on the deal, especially now that we have the ability to write copy about our deals. So we could do those things um, at scale. They're a little complex, but that's things I would look at doing. I love that. So I think uh, Amy's going to bow out. She, uh, she needs to go do, do some other, uh, I think she's on another, uh, you know, she's so popular, man. She's just like, <laughs> what is it? Is it NBC this time, Amy? You know, wh why, why are you too good for us? No, global sources. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I wish it was NBC. That would be cool. I mean, not that global sources isn't great too, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see you guys. All right. Well, have fun. We'll see you later, Amy. So Destiny, um, back to um, back back to uh, brass tacks. So a lot of people talk about PPC and ranking organically, right? So there's always this debate. People <laughs> are like, "Oh, you can rank organically with PPC only." Um, you know, what what's are your thoughts on that? And when a client comes to you and says, "Hey, we want you to spend a lot of PPC budget on X keyword uh, to rank us," what do you what do you tell them? I hate this conversation. That's typically my response <laughs> is don't listen to whatever the gurus are telling you. So the main reason I do not love this conversation is because again, it's so contextual just because someone had an amazing rank strategy at any given point in time does not mean it's replicatable because it's so dependent on category and price. And um, there's a lot of different variables that affect how well you're going to rank. So with PPC, as Amy mentioned earlier, it's all about sessions on your page. So we do utilize PPC for ranking, but I'm not going to be the one that goes to my client and be like, yes, we'll be on page one within 48 hours from the strategy because it depends on how well we're going to convert. So what we do is we launch specific campaigns that say ranking in the campaign name. We focus on top of search placement increases to make sure we're showing up at the very top of search. And we only put two to three exact match keywords in there. So the main reason being all we want to do is drive as much traffic as possible for the keywords we want to rank for. So those are kind of the variables we put in place. 
Now I will say over Prime, we spent $30,000 on one keyword and it did move us up to the top four organic placements, but it only moved us up four placements with $30,000. Of course, it's extremely competitive and we've stuck that placement, we're still there. But I could do that in a less competitive category and I could probably take you know $3,000 and rank on page one if it wasn't competitive. So a lot of variables. <laughs> Okay. So this, this one is, is one of my favorites. Uh, how are you guys handling sensitive products? So I get some clients coming to me sometimes that have, you know, um, uh, supplements or, you know, adult products or, you know, stuff like that. So you got sometimes, or CBD, you know, there's like the CBD that they're not, it's not CBD, but it is CBD, but how are we going to yep. target it? So we don't get banned. Uh, how are you guys working around those, those issues? We ran into this issue a few times in like the supplements health category. If you have like MCT weight loss or anything, you typically get banned. The biggest thing we can recommend is just reach out to your account rep, or if you don't have an account rep, reach out to someone to try to figure out who your account rep is. So they can potentially work around some of these issues. A lot of the times it's in the seller's back end and they don't even realize it. And that's what gets them flagged. So from an advertising perspective, we can still bid on all those keywords uh, in the adult products category for certain categories. You can run sponsored brand ads. I don't really get it. We can't run sponsored display. <laughs> DSP got flagged, but we can it's run not as visual. Ads. They know that you got to have the, the image. You got to sell it with the yeah. image. <laughs> That's but what I'm like. They're no, they're not dummies over there. Sponsored products, know. I feel like would be a safer bet when we can't write coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But those are the key things. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, the back end is like somebody will have, you know, some one keyword in the back end, it'll get flagged with all Amazon's wonderful AI bots that they release more of every single day, which just makes yep. you want to pull your hair out. Um, so on to seasonality Q4, you know, this is what everyone's talking about now. So everybody wants to know that. Now. Um, <laughs> Uh, you, you're, oh, you and Amy bond on the whole cat person thing, don't you? Cat so funny. <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, what should people think about in terms of, of seasonality for things like targeting, bidding, budgets? We kind of already talked to, uh, about that, but um, you know, maybe for like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, yep. you know, as we get closer to the season, kind of how should people look at their things like their budgets? Yep. So there's a few things we look at there. One, just so you guys are aware. <laughs> The week before both of these holidays are terrible, you're going to see terrible drops in your conversion rates, things like that. That's normal. So if you wanted to, you could lower your budgets the week before so you don't have any wasted spend. But on the flip side, you could be cutting off the potential of a consumer seeing your product. So we don't do that. But if it's cash flow sensitive, I would look into that. We typically do not raise our bids on anything unless it's a strategic reason of, hey, I want to win the number one placement for this 100% of the time, then we'll raise our bids. We don't raise our bids at scale because what we almost always see is even though clicks are increasing and conversion rate may decrease, there's so much more traffic on the platform that CPCs are lower. So ads are typically much more profitable on both of those days, even though we're getting more clicks and maybe a lower conversion rate. So we don't mess with bids. We do increase budgets. That's probably the number one most recommended tip is increase your budgets. And then the only other thing is if you have a high price product with a lot of traffic and or a replenishable product, there could be a pretty high benefit in running DSP throughout this time period. Because what's going to happen is right now when you have all of these views on your listing, if they don't purchase, it's just like wasted spin. There's some brand awareness there, but it's 
pretty valuable to run DSP remarketing on all of those views. So that way, if they don't purchase your product, remarket them all the way up until Christmas, until you get them to purchase your product. So you can really take advantage of that spin that's wasted. So yeah, those are yeah, the keys. Those are all great tips. Yeah, I always tell people that. Don't touch your bidding, scale your budget. You know, keep your bidding as is, scale your budget. Um, or like you said, even before those weeks, you know, we've tested cutting budgets and scaling or cutting bids and scaling budgets too, just because mm -hmm. sometimes, like you said, there's so many people looking through, but then with the retargeting Window shopping. or the, the adding to cart to see if it, well, a lot of people, like I do this all the time I'll add it to my cart and wait to see, because now Amazon will notify you when stuff goes on sale, right? When it's on a deal or yeah. whatever, it says, Hey, this is in your, in your cart or in your saved list. Like, do you want to buy this? It's on special today. I'm like, sweet, bye. You know? Yep. So those, yeah, those are some of the long tail kind of opportunities there when you do, uh, you know, get that. But if you're starting out, you don't have a ton of budget, then definitely you probably want to hold that budget off till later in the season. The other thing that people, uh, that I do a lot during the season and I used to keep it secret, but really everybody's kind of doing it now. So it's not really a secret is the day parting. Like sometimes I won't even turn my bids on till like noon, um, it also depends on your account and when, you know, the, the best period of spend is for you or, or purchases for you. But what people don't realize is, is as the day goes on, more and more people hit their budget caps, right? So more people are dropping out of the bids as the day goes on. So usually as the day goes on later in the day, you'll, you're going to get better uh, deals on those bids. So what I'll do a lot of times on the week before um, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is I'll do my day parting and I'll start at like noon. And so that first half of the day, everyone who's got like a $20, like a super low budget who is bid who's bidding on those keywords and bidding really high, boom, they're out of the game. And then the next one goes and then the next one goes. And then it's just like a waterfall effect yep. until you get to about, you know, noonish. And then all of a sudden now that the game, you know, you jump in with this huge budget and now you get all this traffic you know, for probably a lot cheaper than you would have earlier in the day. So that's something else guys that you guys really want to try. Um, match types. This is a, another huge discussion that people always like to debate over. People are like, no, if it's, you got it on broad, move it to phrase and then move it to exact and get rid of it on broad. And you know, all these like crazy techniques and, you know, tricks that they think are going to work. Um, how do you guys handle the match types? We run in all three match types at all times. Well, I say all times. The only time we won't run in all three match types is if apparel's a tricky industry um, to run all three match types. Because if you have a black t-shirt and you're bidding on t-shirt, you may show up for a red t-shirt and you can still drive traffic there. But for broad, it's hard because I can't control a bit of that. But all three match types, broad typically drives like three times the amount of sales because you're showing for so many more keywords. And with your search term report, it's evergreen keyword research. So always run in broad, phrase, and exact. Yes, you can always move them from broad and phrase and put them in exact. But if you negate it, you're cutting off, the, again, the potential for a sale. And they're not going to compete. So that's kind of our philosophy. Yeah, I agree completely. And, and for match types, really, the only difference is bid, right? So like what we mm -hmm. normally do is we'll go, you know, match type on, on the broad side. Our bids probably might be like 50% of phrase and then you know for phrase and exact depending on how those um how those convert which you'd be surprised product to product campaign to campaign there's no rhyme there's no reason but for some reason you know phrase will convert better than exact in some uh campaigns and vice versa so we, you know then we just go on and adjust accordingly you know and then sometimes it'll change by the next you know the next month all of a sudden the exact's performing better now so yep. those, you know those you really have to keep an eye on those but you know really I, I agree completely. That's, we always run all three match types and we just separate by bids because that's the best way to do it. If you're not doing that, then you, you're, you know, missing out on, on a lot of potential sales there. Definitely. 
So last time you were on, we talked about this and, and you had a lot of great um, advice. Um, and I didn't even know about the, the, the deal thing that you said that is now acceptable, but a lot of people don't realize when you do things like the headline ads that like, you know, really crafting your copy to go along with, you know, sometimes we'll even do like a single or two keywords that are very similar or, you know, phrases that are similar to, uh, to one uh, headline type, because when people see the exact term that they've searched in that headline, they're more likely to click. Um, any other kind of advice in terms of writing the copy for those headline ads? The dynamic copy call out is probably one of the best things that you can do to really increase your click through rate, just in terms of sponsored brands. So again, if I'm selling a blue pin and I have a ton of pins, but my focus on blue pin only bid on blue pin keywords, which is uh, merchant words is actually fantastic for that because merchant words only pulls the root keywords, not relevant keywords. So like if you're only bidding on blue pin, put blue pin in your headline ad. So that way increases the correlation between what the consumer is searching and then what they are seeing. Now, if I'm bidding on like mechanical pins, then put that in there if there's enough search volume. Now this is super incremental, but it's a great way to increase that click-through rate. Um, I don't have much else on copy because you know it's 50 characters and like it's not <laughs> right. a huge focus of us. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of really the only <laughs> trick, right? I mean, that, that yeah. you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> or maybe like we said earlier, like I don't think, I, I still think you're not supposed to do like holiday or, or um, time-based things in your headline. But like I said, if you, if you sneak those in, you know, if you do some kind of holiday copy, like I said, it might get rejected like three or four times on the fifth time to let it go. So, um, yep. yeah, de definitely try that guys. Um, so this is another thing you hear all the time. And I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but I still hear it, which cracks me up is I'm on page one. Should I turn my PPC off? And I always laugh hysterically. Um, <sighs> and, and I assume that you're, uh, you're on board with, uh, with, with that, uh, <laughs> or no, let's just, I'll just hand it over to you. I'm not, I'm not going to steal the, uh, the answer, which is a really no, long, good. really long drawn out detailed answer. So the biggest <laughs> thing I always say is it doesn't matter if you're ranked number one, if you're not the first thing a consumer sees, especially on mobile, especially with all these random different placements, you know, during prime week, they're running this today's deal carousel directly below the headline search ad. So again, you're not being seen at the very top of search if you're ranked number one. So those are the biggest reasons that I always recommend it. Um, another reason is if you're not running an ad there, your top competitor is going to be an ad running an ad there. So it's a great way to lose market share. And then number three, if you do think it is wasted ad spend, run a correlated product there that maybe isn't on page one. Cross sell your products. So for a lot of our products that have multiple variations, we'll look at the ones that aren't ranked number one and then put our other products there so that way they can see our full line at the top of search. That's a much better answer than I was going to give. I was just going to say, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't turn it off. Don't do it. No, but, but those are all great points. And the other thing that people don't realize is, you know, the, as people are scrolling, people have such short attention spans now. Like, you know, if they, if they see your product and then scroll the next to the next screen and your products are again, it almost like plays a trick on a trick on their mind too. They're like, Oh yeah, that's the one. Boom. You know, like yeah. people don't realize that, you know, it's the old adage of like, Oh, you have to say a brand name like seven times or somebody has to hear the brand name seven times. Some people say it's even more than that now in order to like recall it. And yeah. I see it the same way kind of with ads, right? The more times people see that ad, the more there's this little like, you know, the animal brain in the back's going, oh yeah, that's what I needed. That's what I want. And they click and buy. So um, I always laugh at, at that one. So, all right. 
my favorite, one of my favorite times of the podcast besides, well, uh-oh, you're looking away. Well, did I scare you off already? <laughs> no, I'm a little nervous. You're like, what time is it? Come on, I'm out of here already. Uh, we're almost done. So, you know, you, the nails on the chalkboard are, are almost over. Uh, what are your favorite, favorite books, podcasts, motivational materials? We kind of talked about this last time. Anything new that you're into um, doesn't have to be that. It could be like YouTube channels, you know, TED Talks, uh, politics, whatever. I've been listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast, which I really like. Um, I basically just like search like his top episodes and go through that way. Um, books. I feel like right now with my time, it's like a little bit of everything. So for agency owners, I love the sales acceleration formula. It was really fantastic. A great book to read. Oh, I've like slowly dived into so many in the last few weeks. I'm just trying to think of titles. I literally have books open everywhere with just like random highlights on them. Oh, see, so. that's better than me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a like audio, you know, with the three kids, I like, I, don't ever have the time to sit down and read. So it's like, all right, I got to go pick up the kids from school 30 minutes. All right. What am I going to listen to? You know, it's like little, these little tidbits. Yep. Um, That's what I I do. I'm slightly jealous. (laughs) And then my Tim Ferriss is the same way. Like I listen to him literally like, Oh, I had, I got the new Amazon flex echo flex thing, the Mm -hmm. tiny speaker. So I listen to it like when I shower. So it's like any little pieces of time that you can get content in. I try to like hop on. Fantastic. <clears throat> excuse me. So now, now that you, uh, congratulations, I've never told you in person, by the way, for being the, the CEO, you know, hopefully you're bossing everybody around, you know, the big old, big old boss babe in the house. Um, are you, are you bossing everyone around? What has changed and where can people find you? Whew, not bossing anyone around. I think the only thing that's changed is I have more weight on every single thought I have. Like uh, I thought I was tied to the business beforehand and now it's like, <laughs> So like, sweet, I got upgraded to more stress. Thank you. Yes, it's the only thing that's changed. But yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, the team's growing. We're, we have the opportunity to fly everyone out to Mexico for a first like retreat this December. So it's been an incredible opportunity just to be able to like truly help people and help people grow. So that's really cool. And if you guys want to follow me, check out our content, look at our company. Uh, you can add me on Facebook. You can follow my whole team on LinkedIn posts a ton of content on a ton of different topics. It's all really, I don't like click baby anything. It's just content. We truly want to help everyone out there. Send any of us questions. We'll try to answer them. And if you want to check out our website, it's just betterams.com. Perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a big head and think I know everything when it comes to PVC, but destiny is one of the few people where I'll scroll through and be like, Oh, that's new. That's something I didn't know. Like the, like the deal in the headlines that's, uh, <clears throat> that's something new to me. So absolutely agree. Um, I, you know, you, you guys know that I'm big on LinkedIn and she's always posting great content there. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely follow her there. And, uh, thank you so much for being on destiny. If you don't mind hanging out guys, if you don't know, we let people into the zoom call, as long as you've, you know, taken your COVID test, you know, once, once you're cleared, you get to come into the meeting. Um, and then you get to participate at, at a social distanced, uh, six feet. Oh wait, we're, we're digital. Um, but, uh, guys join us live. Cause then you can ask us questions. Um, after the fact, if you haven't yet, please rate review, subscribe on this podcast. We really appreciate it, guys. Uh, we did really, really well in the, uh, seller sessions poll, which we were stoked on. Um, we really, uh, like destiny was saying, she loves helping people. That's our main goal here too. That's what continues to make me do this, even though I have three kids and I'm exhausted and, uh, you know, I was up at <laughs> 5 a.m. this morning with my son kicking me in the head. I still made it here, guys, because I love to help you guys. So if you don't mind, please go ahead and do that. Uh, doesn't have to be a good comment. If you want to comment and say this podcast sucks because just make sure it's detailed. 
yeah, it's the worst. It sucks. Just make it detailed so we can, we can, uh, you know, hopefully cater to you guys a little bit more. Also, uh, you can reach out to me directly, Andy at sellerseo.com. If you guys have any, uh, guest suggestions or have any questions, if it's quick, I'm always happy to help you guys out. With that being said, we'll see you next time on the seller round table. Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.